Largo, a great ram-headed serpent, began to devour the hunters of a tribe. The great shaman hunter, Kerr, was brought before the chief of the people, who asked him why such terrible misfortune had befallen the people. Even his daughter Nunus, who was also Kerr's apprentice in the arts of a shaman, had been eaten by the monstrous beast, to which Kerr replied, According to the legend, the ram-headed serpent was once a beautiful young woman called Siddur, a member of our tribe. She was falsely accused of using the shaman's art to bring illness upon people and was banished to live in the deep forest. In her anger and wrath, she transformed herself into the monstrous ram-headed serpent and vowed to one day take revenge upon our people. The chief lowered his head and spoke. Even though you are now an old man, and because of the loss of my only child, you are without a successor to continue your work, I ask you, Kerr, to find this ram-headed serpent and defeat it, for soon our entire people will be no more. Already many of us have fled to the neighbouring cities to escape this tragedy. Many more are sure to follow, and our way of life will be no more. I will, of course, do as you ask, my chief, said Kerr and he left the tent of the chief and began to make preparations for the journey. Kerr travelled deep into the forest for many weeks and had not so much as a glimpse of the rum-headed serpent. One morning he awoke with a rumbling in his belly and proceeded to perform the shaman's steps of the deer to lure a creature into his presence so he could kill it. After a while he spotted an unusual looking stag walking through the forest. With a spear he hurled it towards the stag, but the arrow passed right through the animal's body. It must be a spirit, Kerr thought to himself. Have I somehow entered the other world? And so he tracked the spirit stag for many miles back to the pool of water, where he found it to be populated by all kinds of spirit animals. When he beheld them he was filled with joy, and all thoughts of killing the ram-headed serpent left his mind. He emerged from the trees to join them, but as soon as they caught sight of the hunter, they all fled. Feelings of joy turned to sadness, and thoughts of killing the monstrous serpent were again in his thoughts. Kerr knelt down beside the pool, and cupping his hands, he tried to draw some water for his thirst, but before one drop reached his lips, the water slipped through his fingers. He tried a second time, but again the water slipped away. On his third attempt, he concentrated all his thoughts upon the water in his hands, and just as he was about to taste it, he heard a loud sound. Wait! Startled, he dropped the water, and it fell back into the pool. Kerr looked up and saw a young woman sitting on the other side. Furious, he grabbed his spear and was about to hurl it at the woman, when she held up a ladle with two living snakes coiled around its long silver handle. If you must drink from the pool, she said, you must drink from this. Kerr approached the woman. If that is so, he said, give it to me. First, old man, she said, tell me your name and why you have travelled so deep into the forest. My name is Kerr. I am looking for a terrible rum-headed serpent who is devouring my fellow hunters. When I find the monster, I will kill it. The woman laughed. How do you expect to overcome Siddur if you do not know the dance of nine coils which she uses to hypnotise her prey? Go home, old hunter, for she will destroy you and all your people. I have travelled far and wide, replied Kerr, and have learned many powerful dances. There is not a creature in this forest and beyond whose dance I do not know. 
If necessary, I will summon a great army of creatures, and together we will destroy the beast. Now give me the ladle, for I am tired and dying of thirst. First, perform for me your many dances, said the woman, and if you are as powerful as you think you are, not only will I let you drink from this ladle as much as you like, but I'll teach you Siddur's dance myself. How do you know the serpent's dance, Kerskoft, and how do you know its name? I would not dare to come here if I did not know both her name and her dance, for this spring is home to Siddur, the terrible ram-headed serpent of whom you and your people are so afraid. It won't be long before the light of the waning moon brings Siddur back, and when she finds you here, she will have you for a bedtime snack. Kerr saw that he had little choice, and so, exhausted as he was, he began to dance around the circle of the pool. First he performed the steps of the deer, and soon enough the spirit stag that Kerr had followed to the pool entered the clearing and lay down to watch the hunter. Next he performed the lion dance, and soon enough a lion spirit emerged from the trees and lay down beside the deer. He then performed the goose steps, and a goose spirit flew down and came to rest on the surface of the pool. One by one, as Kerr passed from dance to dance, all the animal spirits of the forest and beyond came to rest beside the pool, as the woman looked on in amazement. You truly are powerful, she said. Kerr danced until all the strength had left his body, and he collapsed next to the edge of the pool. The woman stood up and walked over to where he lay, and helped him to sit up. Now, said Kerr, will you give me something to drink, and teach me Siddur's dance? I'm sorry, she replied, but I cannot do that. If I let you drink from this pool, you will become young again, and if I teach you her dance, you might defeat her, and then who would protect my people? The woman smiled and kissed Kerr on the lips. Goodbye, old man, and sleep well. And with that, she walked off into the forest. Kerr fell into a hypnotic sleep. However, a tiny drop of water from the pool remained upon his mouth when the young woman kissed him. In the distance could be heard the heavy rumble that grew louder as Siddur approached her lair, and the spirit creatures fled into the depths of the forest. The ground started to pulsate like the skin of a drum, causing the drop of water on Kerr's lips to trickle into his mouth and down his throat. Slowly, the old hunter's appearance began to change to that of a young man. Strength returned to his body, and he awoke in time to see the gigantic ram-headed serpent Siddur enter the forest clearing. Kurt sprang to his feet. Fiercely he began to perform the steps of the deer, and the stag spirit appeared and stood by him. Siddur laughed. Two can play at that game, she hissed. And she also danced the steps of the deer, until a living doe appeared at her side. When the stag spirit saw the doe, it jumped inside her body, and the doe became pregnant. Next, Kerr performed the lion dance, and soon enough the lion spirit stood beside him. Siddur began to dance until a great lioness appeared. Like the spirit of the stag, the lion spirit jumped inside the lioness, and she also became pregnant. Each and every dance that Kerr performed was matched by Siddur in the same way. Every animal spirit Kerr summoned jumped inside the creatures summoned by Siddur, impregnating them. Eventually, Kerr stopped dancing. He had performed his last dance, and every creature in the forest and the whole world stood beside Siddur. Now it's your turn, Siddur hissed. And she began to perform.
perform the dance of the nine coils. Powerless against the ram-headed serpent's magic, Kerr felt all the remaining strength in his body flood out of him and he stood there paralysed and helpless before her. Siddur drew close and sinking her teeth into Kerr's thigh, she tossed him up into the starry sky and devoured him. Now my children, she said, it's time for us to get some rest. And all the mother creatures lay down beside Siddur and they slept. Kerr groaned in agony. He lay for some time in the blackness of the serpent's belly, waiting for death to come upon him. Somewhere in the darkness he, he thought he heard someone weeping, and opening his eyes he saw his brother's daughter sitting beside him. Nunus, you're still alive! he exclaimed. Uncle, is that you? Nunus asked. I would never have recognised you but for your voice. I tasted the waters from a magical pool that bestows youth, explained Kerr. It was the only way I was able to make a stand against the ram-headed serpent, but to no avail. Tell me, Nunus, why were you weeping? These tears are not for myself, but for the young hunters, both the women and the men. Despite all you've taught me, I was unable to heal them. The innards of the great serpent are littered with the bones of the dead. How did you survive? asked Kerr. Being devoured by a gigantic serpent is nothing in comparison to the ordeals I passed through to become a shaman, she said. Perhaps if we combine our strengths, we can overcome the ram-headed serpent together. I'm afraid I'm not much use to you, my niece, Kerr said. She sank her teeth deep into my thigh. I feel her poison already flowing through my veins, and without the knowledge of the dance of nine coils, it would be hopeless to try and escape. Nuna smiled. But uncle... I have learned the dance of the nine coils right here inside the serpent's belly. See those strange carvings upon the serpent's ribs? They represent the magic steps of the serpent. I thought I had mastered them, but to no avail. We need your skill, uncle. Despite your wounds, you are our only hope. Teach them to me, said Kerr. Ignoring the pain, he stood up and watched Nunus perform the complex dance. He then tried to perform the steps himself. It was agony, and all he could do was drag the injured leg behind him. However, as he performed the nine movements, he felt the body of Siddur stir. I think it's working, exclaimed Nunus. Again, Kerr performed the ram-headed serpent's dance, this time awakening Siddur. Siddur hissed. What is happening to me? My innards feel like they are burning. Keep dancing, uncle, implored Nunus. Pain is unbearable, he groaned, but I will keep going. Around and around he danced, within Siddur's belly, ever increasing in speed until Siddur could bear it no longer, and she regurgitated all the bones of the dead, and instantaneously, as the bones hit the water of the magical pool, they became transformed into fish. Still, the wounded Kerr danced, faster than before, until Siddur spewed out Nunus, who fell upon the edge of the pool. The pain was unbearable, both for Kerr and Siddur, and when she could endure the agony no longer, she bit herself and the poison flooded into her belly. After completing the dance of nine coils one last time, both Kerr and Siddur fell down dead into the pool. Siddur's terrible poison dried up the waters of rejuvenation and rebirth, and all the fish died too. The creatures surrounded the pool, looking down in horror upon the body of their dead mistress, who granted them passage back into the world. Without her and the pool of rejuvenation, 
all the slain creatures of the world would be condemned to remain in the form of spirits. Together they buried her gigantic serpentine body. As they lamented the loss of their beloved goddess, they watered the ground with streams of endless tears. And then a miracle happened. The ground opened up and an enormous tree suddenly sprang up from Siddur and Kerr's grave. The animals looked on in wonder and approached the wondrous tree and sniffed its fruit. Even in death the goddess has made provision for us, they cried. Do not forget that this tree is born from the unified bodies of both Siddur and Kerr, said Nunus. Together in death they have brought forth the wondrous tree. Its fruits and leaves are for the healing of all creatures, including humans. And look, she pointed, your tears have formed another pool, and the fish have been restored to life. Again the creatures started to cry, but this time there were tears of joy. Well, it's time to return to my people, said Nunus. Please, the creatures pleaded, tell no humans about the location of this tree. In time they may understand, and when that time comes, they may also eat of its fruit. In return, we will teach you all our dances, so that your people will not starve. Gladly, we give ourselves as food, as long as this tree remains, and we can be reborn back into the world. Nunus agreed, and that night all the animals taught her the magical dances. The following morning, Nunus set off on the long journey back home.